0: Welcome to Market Matters, Thomson thompson podcast series that explores critical legal and regulatory issues affecting the investment management industry. I'm Emily Little, an associate in thompson Hines' Investment Management Practice Group, and I'm joined by my colleague, Ed Redder.
1: Thanks, Emily. I'm Ed Redder, and I'm a partner in the firm's Employee Benefits Practice Group.
0: In today's podcast, we're exploring an important issue, the impact of the Department of Labor's fiduciary rule on the investment management industry. Ed, you reviewed this topic extensively and worked with clients regularly to advise them of the issues they may face in connection with the implementation of the fiduciary rule. Can you give us an overview of the fiduciary rule?
1: Thanks, Emily, of course. The final fiduciary rule is a rule that, once it applies, will materially modify the definition of investment advice for purposes of determining whether someone is acting in a fiduciary capacity under both ERISA and the Internal Revenue Code. If an individual provides investment advice for a fee, that individual is acting as a fiduciary. The fiduciary rule will expand the types of recommendations that will be considered investment advice and at the same time liberalizes rules for interactions to be considered investment advice. As a result, more recommendations and interactions between investment professionals and individuals will be considered fiduciary in nature.
0: Can you share with us some of the more significant changes?
1: Uh, Certainly. One of the expanded types of recommendations covered by the fiduciary rule is advice on IRA rollovers. For instance, if an advisor recommends that a participant in a 401 k plan roll over his or her account balance to an IRA to be managed by the advisor for a fee, of course, that recommendation is investment advice under the fiduciary rule. As far as the liberalization of the criteria for determining whether recommendations are investment advice, the fiduciary rule eliminated the current regular basis and primary basis requirements.
0: The regular basis and primary basis, those are the requirements that advice must be provided on a regular basis and serve as a primary basis for an investment decision, right? That's right. So that means one-time investment recommendations may be investment advice.
1: Exactly. Additionally, the fiduciary rule eliminated the mutual agreement provisions so that if recommendations are directed at a particular individual, it can be considered investment advice even in the absence of a written or mutual agreement.
0: Okay, so why is fiduciary status so important?
1: Whether or not you are a fiduciary under ERISA in the code is important because the status carries with it certain enhanced obligations. Under ERISA, which would apply if an advisor is working with a participant in an employer-sponsored retirement plan such as a 401 plan, a fiduciary must act for the exclusive benefit of the participants and beneficiaries diversify the plan investments, and meet the prudent expert standard. For both ERISA plans and plans and accounts subject to the Internal Revenue Code, in addition to ERISA plans, accounts such as IRAs and HSAs, fiduciaries must avoid prohibited transactions, including self-dealing. Fiduciary breaches and prohibited transactions can result in significant liability and penalties.
0: Thanks, Ed. Can you tell us a bit about how the fiduciary role will impact registered investment advisors, plan sponsors, and other retirement plan or broker-dealers?
1: Yes. Registered investment advisors who currently advise covered plans and accounts will likely be the least impacted. They generally already acknowledge fiduciary status and conform their practices and compensation structures consistent with fiduciary standards and to avoid prohibited transactions. One area of change, however, will be in the area of rollover advice. Currently, rollover advice is generally not considered investment advice according to existing DOL guidance. The fiduciary rule reverses this outcome, making rollover recommendations investment advice. If an advisor recommends a rollover to an account which he or she will receive a fee, that would, absent relief, constitute a prohibited transaction. Broker-dealers, on the other hand, often do not acknowledge fiduciary status and receive various types of compensation such as commissions and other third-party compensation which would constitute a prohibited transaction under the final rule. While those professionals could alter their compensation structures, say take a fee for service instead, this could, as a practical matter, be very difficult to do given the current structures. The DOL understood this to be the case and developed a new prohibited transaction exemption called the Best Interest Contract Exemption to provide for relief and if certain requirements are met.
0: I understand that the DOL recently provided some relief to impacted advisors, relaxing the transition relief available this year. Essentially, the relief is available if the advisor meets the impartial conduct standards, which include a determination that the recommended investment is in the best interest of the customer. Is that right?
1: That's right. The department eased the requirements for transition relief to three requirements. Satisfaction of the best interest standard, as you mentioned, receipt of only reasonable compensation for the advisor's services, and refraining from making any misleading statements about the transaction, the advisor's compensation, or material conflicts. The DOL also recently issued a temporary enforcement policy that provides that the Department will not penalize or take action against an advisor who is acting in good faith to comply with the new rules. The policy runs through the end of this year.
0: What about fund managers? How are they impacted by the rule?
1: Generally the changes made by the fiduciary rule do not directly impact fund managers, Rather, whether or not a fund manager is a fiduciary depends on the existing ERISA plan asset rules. These rules are too complex to discuss in detail during this podcast, but I will mention a few important points. First, the outcome depends on the structure of the fund. For mutual funds, the shares of a mutual fund held by an ERISA plan are considered plan assets, but the underlying investments of the mutual fund are not. As a result, a mutual fund manager is not considered to be an ERISA fiduciary solely by virtue of managing the mutual fund assets. The rules for other types of funds, such as hedge funds, are different and generally depend on whether there is significant investment by retirement plan investors, including both ERISA plans and IRAs. If so, and barring application of another exception, the fund will be considered to hold plan assets and, as a result, the fund manager will be subject to the ERISA fiduciary standards and prohibited transactions.
0: Many of our fund clients have made changes to their share class structures to account for these rule changes. On January 11, 2017, the SEC issued an interpretive letter indicating that Section 22 d of the 1940 Act does not apply when a broker, acting as agent for its customers, charges customers a commission for effecting transactions in a class of shares without any front-end load, deferred sales charge, or other asset-based fee for sales or distribution. We covered this guidance and a no-action letter that deals with share classes and sales loads and trends, opportunities, and practical advice for our fund clients in light of this SEC guidance in an earlier episode of Market Matters. That podcast is available on our website at www.thompsonhine.com. It seems the fiduciary rule has the potential to make some profound changes. I've heard people say that they've heard that without the rule, their personal investments advisors would be able to act without taking their best interest into account, and others have expressed concern that the fiduciary obligations imposed by the rule will be unreasonably onerous. Can you tell us a bit about some of these consequences for funds, advisors, and their clients, intended or not, that you've had to address?
1: I agree, Emily, that there have been many criticisms about the fiduciary rule. As an initial matter, the fiduciary rule does not alter the existing rules or prohibited transaction provisions that apply to fiduciaries. Instead, the fiduciary rule alters the conduct that triggers fiduciary status. Additionally, the fact that an advisor is subject to the ERISA fiduciary standards and prohibited transaction provisions does not in and of itself lead to negative consequences. The rollover considerations we previously discussed aside, many service providers currently operate within the constraints and under the requirements of ERISA and the Internal Revenue Code, without issue. The biggest issues arise for investment professionals who currently operate outside of the ERISA Internal Revenue Code fiduciary structures and who, as a result of the fiduciary rule, will for the first time be subject to the high fiduciary standards and prohibited transactions. These professionals are often compensated in ways that would generally run afoul of the prohibited transaction provisions. As such, the professionals will need to either alter their current service or compensation structures or avail themselves of existing or new prohibited transaction exemptions or other relief. This is where the Best Interest Contract Exemption comes in. In a nutshell, the Best Interest Contract Exemption, also known as the BIC or BICE, requires that a contract between the investor and advisor include specific provisions including acknowledgement of the advisor and financial institution's fiduciary duties to the investor, disclosure of fees and compensation, and steps to mitigate conflicts of interest. Although it allows many common compensation structures to continue to the extent the professionals and their organizations meet the standards of the vice, compliance with its requirements can be somewhat daunting.
0: Thanks, Ed. I understand the fiduciary rule will apply beginning June 9, 2017. Do you think that date will hold? Do you think that more changes may come later?
1: Uh, Yes, I do think that the June 9, 2017 date will hold. As you know, there has been a lot of discussion this year about the possible delay and unwinding of the fiduciary rule, beginning with President Trump's presidential memorandum, ordering the Secretary of Labor to examine the fiduciary rule and explore the possibility of delay back in February. Despite these pronouncements, the only changes have been the 60-day extension of the application of the rule and some relaxation of the requirements for transition relief. We did another podcast on the impact of the new administration's regulatory agenda, that might be of interest to someone looking for more information on this particular topic. Having said that, the DOL is continuing to analyze the fiduciary rule and review additional public comments. As a result, I think there is a strong possibility of proposed changes later this year or early next year. Additionally, Congress has also been kicking around the possible legislation that could unwind the fiduciary rule, though I think it's too early to know whether it will come to fruition.
0: Thanks, Ed. For any advisory firms that may want more information on this issue or advice on implementing an effective compliance program to deal with changes related to the implementation of the fiduciary rule, I would definitely suggest that they reach out to us here at Thompson Hine. Thanks, Emily. Thank you for listening to Market Matters. I hope you found the information shared during today's program valuable. If you would like to learn more about today's topic or Thompson Hine's investment management group, please visit ThompsonHine.com or contact a member of our team directly. With approximately 400 lawyers and seven offices, Thompson Hine is a full service business law firm recognized for innovation and in client service. Our Smart Path approach provides clients with service that is predictable, efficient, and aligned with their goals.